Hello, my name is Ethan. I will be the host for this podcast. In this podcast, me and a few friends will be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Before we do that, I have two announcements to make. First of all, being this is our first podcast, so please bear with us for about two and a half hours. Also, my microphone was pretty quiet, so you probably won't be, be able to hear me pretty well. So, also bear with me. In just a second, I will have our Dungeon Master come on and explain a brief history leading up to where we are. By brief history, I mean sessions we played while not recording, so please enjoy. November 25th, 2088. A date that will go down in history. It was this day that the Tyr capital, Hara City, was suddenly and violently attacked by Shratton forces. A Shratton convoy moving through Hara City was destroyed in the chaos. Abernal, a lesser-known wizard, discovers the wrecked convoy. After quickly examining the area and speaking to an injured soldier, he discovers a small pile of a purplish dust with a liquid. After sampling the two objects, he discovers that the liquid is a saliva. From a Komodo dragon. After using a couple of clues and some thinking, he discovers a compound which he believed the Komodo dragon was taken to. After infiltrating the compound, he finds the Komodo dragon locked in a prison cell. After breaking him out, the two fight off a warlock using a mysterious magic they have never seen before barely escaping with their lives, battered, bruised, and ripped half to death. They locate a small tier town. I am Dirk, your DM. Let us take a trip into the Highlands. Your characters. Oh, my bad. I didn't do that. Right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ethan. I'll be playing Avernal, the Shadow Sorcerer Seer, Asimar. Okay. Hi, I'm Callum. I will be playing um, Grodd, the Lizard Folk Monk Barbarian. So... It is around, the sun is just beginning to fall on the small town. To your left, there is a pretty decent-sized bar and restaurant. And to the front is a couple of smaller buildings, which don't have an exact purpose. Well, I'm probably going to go to the bar. I could use a drink after what just happened back there. Does Avernal know, or how long does Avernal think we'll be at this town? Mm, not long, maybe a night. Night. So, does he think it would be worth it to go buy a room in the inn, or tavern? Yeah, in a tree isn't exactly the best place to be. 
Alright, well, then he will go. I mean, he will Brad go. would be okay with taking a nap in the lake. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Avernal will go to the bar. Alright, you step into the small bar, and it's basically empty. Right behind, literally right behind Avernal, Grodd just like, like kind of ducks his head and tries to squeeze through the door. <laughs> Squeezing your way through the door and almost breaking it. There is, basically, there's zero human yeah, Grodd's Not exactly the person to fit into cramped spaces. Nor is he a fan of them. Who is sitting in like a back table in the corner. He has a, a couple cards in his hand, and you see someone very annoyed storm off uh, past you. And behind the bar is a pathetically short or to around, for a tier at least, around five, what? What? Behind the camera. Okay. Hmm. Um. Uh, I'm gonna walk over to that tier at the <laughs> back How does table. everyone react to Grodd is my only question. You're surprised as to no one actually really reacting to you. No one jumps in fear or even cast you an angry glare. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna walk to that back table to where uh, that tier sitting. I'm gonna throw maybe three gold pieces onto the table. A game. And then I sit down at the table. Alright, I can see you're at least interested. Would you like to play a card? That is not, that is why I sat here. Alright, it is a simple. Alright, alright, Hotshot. It is a simple tier game. Back from where I grew up. We will have center of the table, all you have to do is draw a higher number. So just roll like a d20. Uh, just a straight roll, nothing. Straight roll. Right. Actually, your luck. Or, Proficiency? Or do you, what do you want me to add? I just I... realized. Uh, I just realized Ethan's character as a seer would be great at poker. Oh crap, I forgot I could do that. He'd know exactly- Shoot. He would know exactly when to fold and exactly not- and exactly when to play his cards. That would be nice if that worked like that. Which it does, so. <laughs> I have a spell for that. Oh no. Do I not? Alright, what do you want me to roll? I have proficiency. Coming in handy already. I have proficiency with all gaming sets, so do you want me to roll that? 
okay. It's not horrible. Uh, 16. 11. You draw uh, a 16 and slam it onto the table. And he looks quite shocked and slowly slides over the oven before sliding um, over the pot of 6G. Of 6GPT. Alright. Grot cuts in. I didn't even know you could draw a 16 in these decks. Neither did I. And then he, uh... Well, I guess it's a weird deck. I guess so. Tier deck. Not exactly your average deck. There's still kings and queens in there, right? I'm assuming... Um, I'm assuming yes. that it's the normal deck, and then it just goes on. Yeah, for a bit longer. Yeah, I'm assuming that's yep. what it is. Okay, I say okay. Uh, double or nothing. So I'm still gonna be terrible at it. Great. How about triple? He puts nine GP on the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, I throw three more gold pieces this guy on the has table. no clue who he's up against. Uh, I forgot. Do I? Do you want me to add my gaming set proficiency to it? Yes, you do. Alright. Thought so. That is a 17. Wow. He, he, before you can throw down yours, slams down a 16. Before you almost immediately shut him up with a 17. Frankly, I expected to have more luck here. You don't exactly look like the gambling type. No. Well, I'm not exactly offended by that. Usually when I go gambling, someone ends up dead. Don't judge a book. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I will... Never true words have been said. I will take all the pot and I will leave nine and sit there for another round. Alright. He slides over his nine GP and quickly slides a, adds a card out from the back. I kind of want Grodd to play, but at the same time, if he does, he's probably going to lose, get extremely angry, and bite this guy's head off, so I'm not going to play. Uh, 16 yeah, again. Might be best for all of us. 16 again. You pretty confidently... You pretty confidently pull out, out your 16 and set it on the tape. Without showing any hint into his emotion, slides over an 18. Nice. Well, I didn't lose everything. He uh, pulls back Avernal nods and Avernal nods but doesn't say anything.
he uh, says, uh, thank you for your time, stands up, and then walks over to the uh, barkeep to see if he could, uh, <coughs> um, what, uh, rent a room for the night. You walk up to the barkeep, who is, who, who proceeds to look up at you. Clearly, you're looking for something. What do you need? A room for the night. Alright, that will be 10 GP. Admiral confidently takes out his uh, fresh winnings and puts it on the table. Grod, sa Grod says, yeah, I don't Go think ahead, I yeah. can afford that kind of stuff, so I'll see you tomorrow. I think I might just sleep outside. Well, Av Avernal, like, really well, doesn't I'm sure care. I can take... Well, I'm sure I can take less. How much do you have? Um... Would you take nothing? Well, from that last beer I got, um, I have about five GP left to my name. All right, since you're clearly an out-of-towner, just for tonight, head on up. At this point, Avril's well, already thank gone. thank you, sir. <coughs> no loyalty. Everyone was already, Grod, yeah, Grod says, in his room. In that case, since you're being so generous, I think I'll buy myself a drink. Are you kidding? <clears throat> Alright, what would you like? What's the hardest stuff you got? Highlander's Fury. He places the small shot glass onto the table and fills it up, up, up to the top. Ida, be careful with that. Not sure if you'll be standing more than one. If you, if you've ever tasted a brew from my hometown, you'd know most things don't affect me at this point. As he picks it, picks it up and chug and takes it down with one sip. Uh, you know what? Just for fun, roll a constitution check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drunken grod. Drunken grod. Drunken grod. I'm scared. <laughs> and... Does a 22 make it? Yes, it does with flying colors. You don't even feel a little tipsy. It's pathetic. Um, how does it taste? Is it pretty good or is it more just it focused actually... on the on the 
um, strength of it. It actually tastes surprisingly good. It starts off with a weird cinnamony taste before almost changing to a more peppermint. And then fading out. Grodseth, um, this stuff is delicious. You know what? How much for an entire bottle? The, 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 the bottle? I this wouldn't stuff recommend is... it. I I'm not going to drink it all in one place. Alright. You place the bottle on the table. I'll give you it for 2GP. He places 2GP on the table. A pleasure doing business with you. A pleasure, and once again, thank you. Eh, don't sweat it. I don't know about you guys, but Grod loves this town. <laughs> I can tell. So, for the first time, uh, Avernal's actually sleeping. Uh, I forgot what that did Man, for... Yeah, uh, I forgot what that did. A whole did. new sensation. That does something You can ask for... me a question. Okay, so... Yeah, you can yeah, ask yeah, yeah. me a question that... Yeah. I think it was you told me something that happened in the future or the past. Relevant. I think, I think that was your yes. position. A relevant thing that happened... Uh, yeah. A week in the future or a week in the past, or within there, and I yes. at the end of that I get to ask you a question of ten words or more, and your answer has to be technically technically correct, but it has to be as vague as possible. So wait, you get both, right? Yeah, you tell or me. I tell you an event in the future. Right. So you tell me an event that happened, whether in the future or in the past, and then I get a question. Ten words or less, um, and you have you have to answer. Your answer has to be uh, technically correct, but as vague as possible. All right. As you're laying down to sleep for the first time, your eyes shoot open. You're in a facility. The walls are the same metal as the first facility you found, but there is a glass paint, and inside of it was a creature, from what you can tell. It was hiding under a small artificial tree, before it suddenly leapt up and lunged through the glass and tackled the person that was barely out of your view. It had left a strange purple crystal around the glass where it had broken out. You hear screaming before you wake up. Okay, um, can you describe the creature and what Avernal can, uh, and what Avernal knows. Should do. Yeah, should do. 
creature is familiar, created by something. Avoid, avoid the purple tree. That's helpful. Pretty vague, though. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Or wait, I'm gonna guess. Meet. In, I'm gonna guess in this meet crazy area that. Meat. A purple tree Meat. is pretty common, yeah. especially with what's going on here. Meat at the purple tree? I didn't hear you. Avoid Meat it. the purple Meat the no, purple tree. No, do not avoid it. Meat the purple tree. Meat. The purple tree. You both wake up and head down the stairs. The sun has clearly risen already. You had slept way longer than you expect. It was about noon from what you can tell. Are you going to leave the bar? Yes. <clears throat> I will leave yep. the bar. Yeah, leave the bar. Gonna... Is there any like general store? And would you like? Yes, across from the street, you can tell that there is a general store and an art and a weapons manufacturer combined together. So it's basically a weapons store and a general store together, directly across from the bar. All right. Well, I, I might need one half of that, but the other half can go. Uh, I will go into the general store, and I will go to the <coughs> sorry person at the counter, and I will say, "Oh shoot, hang on. Uh, never mind. Uh, is there any money present on me that is uh, visible?" Um, no, not currently visible, but there are, but there is some inside of your room. Yeah. Alright, so, I go well, to I the, say, uh... Is there any money visible on Grodd, but he has no money. Yeah. So I will, <laughs> I will go to that, uh, what? Counter? Desk worker? I don't know. Um, I will say... I'm sorry, I have appeared to have lost my money, or what I have had left of it, but I can read palms, so I was curious that, could I read your palm in exchange for a small item in your store? Deception. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, thirteen. <coughs> they clearly look untrue. They don't, aren't completely convinced, but they do reach out their problem to you. So okay. how does palm reading work? Absolutely nothing. 
I, I just, I make up the most, um, realistic crap ever that I'm assuming would happen to them. I will say your family will go into great debt. And then I will say, I will say, avoid the great oak tree. Deception, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna make you roll again. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. The what entire you... time, Grodd is kind of like a, like a good ten feet away. Just like, oh gosh, he's trying to deceive people now with his uh, weird 18. madness. 18. He actually seems very freaked out by this. H how do I stop it? Uh. He said, uh. Well, you did say avoid the great oak tree. I will say, I will repeat, avoid the great oak tree. That's what, that's what I will say. Why? What, what does oak tree have to do with anything. He acts like he's struggling a little bit mentally, and he says, he, he closes his eyes, acts like he's struggling a little bit mentally, and says, I don't know. I can't see anything else. Okay, a, fi a fire? So I want to ask something outside of the game. Yes. So you know how you mentioned if, like, your visions that you can have. Uh-huh. So, you don't have control over those, right? Nope. You do. I mean, I mm -hmm. only have... You don't, so they just happen I... at random? Yeah, whenever you want them to. Um, I don't have visions unless I... Or... <clears throat> I don't have visions <clears throat> that I can control unless I cast minor foresight. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Other than that, um, that's entirely you. As you close your eyes, you suddenly had a vision. Or, well, as you actually touched his palm. You had a vision. You were in the same facility you saw in your dream. And you were looking at a clipboard with red test lab and strange language that you just couldn't decipher. You got research patients and strange garbled medical operations before you heard a loud crash and you looked up as you were just shoved to the ground. And then you were back in the a store. And nearly as Question. And Grodd still doesn't know any of this. Can I do that same thing where I ask you a like, like uh, ten? That I ask you a ten uh, a uh, ten word question. You answer vaguely. Yes. Was there a person, and what does he or she? <clears throat> was there a person, and what do they look like? <clears throat> 
That's sad. What do you mean, person? Like, what do you mean? Was there a human being in the room? That pushed him. That's what I mean. There... There was, but... It, the excitement and fear of the situation drowned them out. <clears throat> okay. So they probably ran. Um... And, okay, so, I immediately come up uh, out of that vision, I'm still holding his, his, I'm assuming it's a he, uh, holding his palm, and I say, not, not the oak tree, purple tree, avoid purple tree. Yes. Actually, no, it's a she. It's a she. Oh, okay. I say, not, not the oak tree. What no. trees are purple? I don't know. Just avoid it. Can, can I just say, my eyes did go but white. I, I work there. My eyes did go white, like, as I had this vision. <coughs> that was the thing. Yes, your left eye went, or well, your right eye went white. But your left eye was purple. That's right, it is. Just perfect. We got another one of these weirdos. Well, that's me. <laughs> Alright, um, so... Also, DJ, um, for the scar yeah. my character got, I do want to send you a picture to show what it looks like. Alright, thanks. I'll take a look at it later. <clears throat> So, yep. that person, she said something like, but I work there? Yes. Uh, I tell her, don't go, don't come into work next week. A week from today, don't go into work. Trust me, bad things are going to happen. Okay. I mean, the eyes go going white and purple are definitely convincing. Yeah. Do you want me to do you want me to make a uh, a persuasion check? Um. Yes. Persuasion check. Yes. Natural um, twenty. If you can't tell, DJ, on the image I sent, the white part is supposed. to be the burn. Uh, gotcha. I, I got a natural 20. Don't know if you can see that. I will make sure you can. Gosh, I can't get that right. That's a natural 20? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Good. Mm. And then, technically, it's 27. I have a, 20, I have a 7 in persuasion. They are not going into work a week from now. They just, they won't. Any, anyway. They are terrified. They're shaking. 
Anyway, uh, Avernal turns around, grabs a little trinket, and walks out. Just a random trinket? Yeah, just Something a random, random trinket. Yeah, literally a random trinket. Finds out he grabbed his keys. <laughs> Turns out he can't go to work anyway now. <laughs> <laughs> Grud yeah. still doesn't know anything about the purple tree. Yeah, that, yeah that, he doesn't know any of that. All he saw was his eyes go purple and white. Yeah. Grud, Grud just says to him, "Can you stop?" Trying to pull people into your whole future thing, hollow blue. I wasn't. I'll make a deception check because I was a total lie. So, what was that deal you missed? What? Yeah. Rod. Doesn't matter if you get a good deception check, it's literally written off. Grodd physically does not believe in fortune telling and fate. Okay, then. You're, you, yeah, but the rule is if you believe that he was telling the truth, not if you believe in it or not. So if he believed that did it. Okay, I guess. Yeah. That makes any sense. So either Grodd doesn't believe him. 18. Or Grodd thinks he's gone insane. 18. Got it. 18. That's an 18. Flat out yep. 8? Yeah. No, no. Flat out 18? No, or... it was a 11 plus 7 deception. Is that adding your... Yeah. Is that... Total or? Total. <clears throat> okay. Well, then I have a chance to roll against that. I'm going to switch camera view real quick. Uh, how do I do that? Uh, I do not know. I mean, literally, literally what I do is I just, I literally just turn my camera around, but hey, that might not be what you do. Yeah, Grod just rolled a natural one. He definitely believes that Ethan thinks he saw a vision. <laughs> he doesn't believe he saw a vision. But he so, believes yeah. I think I saw a vision. Yes. He essentially thinks you're insane. Uh, <laughs> cuckoo for coconuts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <coughs> Co Cocoa Puffs, not coconuts. Yeah, where'd the coconuts come from? I, I don't know. I was trying to say Cocoa Puffs, but I couldn't remember if it was Cocoa Puffs or Cocoa Puffs. <coughs> uh, okay, as, soon, as soon as I leave the, the, the place, I immediately just turn around, walk back in to the uh, desk keeper, and I say, By the way, where do you work?
I shouldn't say. Grod still has no idea why he's doing any of this. You do have a purple tree where Just you work, confused. right? You do have a purple tree at your work, correct? The desk keeper falls to me. The desk keeper goes silent. I'll take that as a yes. Either, you know, you could tell me where your work is right now and it don't have to bother you. Or I will figure out anyway. And not get rid of this problem. Are you attempting you. to intimidate them? Uh, Are you attempting to intimidate them, persuade them? I'm gonna do persuasion, because I'm not trying to be intimidating. I'm just saying, either you could tell us where it is, and we'll take care of your problem for you, so that you can go back to work in, after a week. Or you can not tell us, and we won't get to... Uh, take care of this problem for you, and you can worry about it for the rest of your life. Don't do persuasion. Okay. Also, because my yep, roll. Also, because yeah, my that's yeah, it doesn't what really he matter. Just said is what he's not saying. Yeah, persuasion, deception, um, but intimidation. It's all the seven. Okay, that's not horrible. So that's a fourteen in total. <coughs> the only charisma-based stat Grodd is actually good with is Intimidation. Which makes sense. He's an eight-foot lizard. Yes. Oh, alright, but not out here. Come into the back. She Can leads Grodd you into follow, this... Please? Yes, but you would probably get an extremely confused look unless if, uh, e Ethan defends you. Um, so then you try Grod's to walk in the back. Grot's gonna try to stealth then. Uh, don't, All right, don't, uh, don't stealth, we'll, it'll be fine. Roll stealth. Nope, Grot's gonna stealth. Hey, what's her passive perception? Alright. Her passive perception. I believe it's, uh, 10, maybe? Okay. Let me check. You can do this Grod. <laughs> Yep, it's ten. Yeah. Well then. Grod. Thank goodness Grod has a good stealth modifier. What is it? He got an eleven. All thanks to the fact so, that he has a plus four in stealth. So, uh, Avernal <clears throat> notices Grod, but the desk worker doesn't? Avernal's not going to say anything because... Oh, what's your perception? Uh, my passive perception is 17. Yep, y you can definitely see him. Yeah. Um, he just crawls <sighs> up the roof. <laughs> yeah. Looks in. And he... Avernal's not going to say anything because he just... He just wants to... He just wants to see how it plays out. <clears throat> so... Oh, also, can I make it painfully obvious that I see him? Uh, yes, definitely. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Without the, um, desk or, person noticing? Or, you know what? You know, yeah. You know how, like, 
when you, like, someone makes eye contact with you, you're trying to hide from somebody, they make eye contact with you and then walk away like they didn't see you, and then you, and then you proceed to think they didn't see you. You know, like, when that happens? Yeah. Yeah, I want to, that's yep. what, that's what I want to do. I want to turn around, make eye contact with him, and then turn around and <laughs> act like I, I didn't even see him. <clears throat> Just give him an absolute heart attack. Like, no, Grodd doesn't care if he, yeah. if he sees him. It's if like, anything, he was hoping you saw him. It's like Avernal. Yeah. Hey, what's your intelligence, Grodd? Plus one. Yeah, I. Or I, 12, I guess. Do you want Grodd to make an intelligence check? Just to see. Yeah, I'd say so. What do you mean? He looked straight at him. You want me to make charisma? Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I'm gonna have him roll intelligence. Uh, do you want me to make okay. a charisma check? Fifteen. <clears throat> yeah, let's say you do, actually. Just to keep things. That's the unnatural Why 20. Why'd you let him roll charisma? Dirty 20. An unnatural 20. Yeah. Yep, alright. He, he he knows. He knows. He knows. You know. He knows. Everyone knows except the clerk, the <laughs> store or keeper. Yeah. Grudge just like. So he does see me. Good. I didn't want him to notice me, and then all of a sudden shoot a bolt straight at my face. I don't want another <laughs> burn scar. You're just both winking at each other while the store clerk is just oblivious. <laughs> So, the store clerk or quickly, you know, looks around and closes the door. I work at the facility. You might have heard a rumor or two about it. It's a can little bit... Can Rod hard. hear what's going on? He's in the room. Yes, he can. Okay. <sighs> at the facility uh, east of here. Just uh, maybe... Uh, not far. <laughs> Is that the same it's... facility that we were at? No, it's a different facility. Okay. It's pretty well hidden. But we did have a problem with a specific tree. It popped up about a day into our research, and every single time we kill it, it just comes back bigger. And it's Apparently, it's messing with people's heads. Apparently, one of them went insane and shot their captain. Um, can Grodd make a history or arcana check for this? Yeah, I want to make an arcana um, check as well. Yes, you can. Can I make an arcana check as well? Alright, um, both of you be history or arcana? <coughs> arcana. Okay. And what are you both trying to find? Literally like, anything. Trying... Literally anything we could find on a purple tree that doesn't die. Yes, that's one thing we should look for. Fourteen. No. Fifth. No, that's fourteen. Never mind. <clears throat> All right. One broad the... skills. Do it. One second. The... All right. Go ahead. Uh, where is it? Arcana. 
Come on, Grod, there it is. Oh, Grod's actually proficient in that. What's the ego? 19. Alright, so, Gavin, you know that the, the purple look and the mind-altering effects are obviously correlated to the, well, the only thing you can think of, at least, the purple crystals that you and Ethan have been sort of finding. Ethan, you, er, and Gavin, you do notice that's clearly another thing that is causing the growth, but you don't know what it is. Probably Ethan. a mutation so from it's the not, mixture of so life it's not, and minds. So we don't think it's just the tree allowing it to not die? No, you believe that, well, Gavin believes that something else that has been added or a possible mutate. He believes that something that was added. He, yeah, Rod did better in Arcana than Ethan, who is literally a spellcaster. To be you fair, I rolled that an there's eight. Probably... Yeah, you probably don't believe that it's, you know, the growth is something to be worried about. The, the purple and mind-altering effects, that on the other hand makes you think of the crystals. The growth and the not dying is not really your main focus. After all, how much you He probably can writes I... it off as just a mutation from the mixture of those crystals and life. I mean, how much harm can it do? I mean, the guy that, that told them a lot about the crystals literally said many life forms get adverse effects and inhumane abilities from these crystals. Okay, so, can I make a history check to see, like, how many purple trees there are? Um, yes. That should be that. Where is history at? Right there. Uh, 15. Well... Though, oh, uh, you had heard that it had clearly been attempted to be covered up, you had heard of an outbreak, you would say. It, apparently, one tree sprouted in an area, and by the time a an unknown force came to the area, clearly just being the Shratton forces you had, you know, fought and heard of earlier. They had apparently came in. By the time they came in, most of the locals had either killed themselves or each other. For an unknown reason. And so. there was apparently in the center of the town where there was originally a large oak tree. The leaves had all fallen off and purple crystals grew from the branches. So. Giving it a purple appearance. It seems it's likely they perfected some form of the red mist. Wait, would your character know about that? Technically, Grog just barely made it in on that conversation about the red mist. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know much about the red mist. Yeah, I... You probably heard them talking about it, though, while you were imprisoned. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think Avril knows much but... about the Red Mist, but... 
Scrod probably is. Everall, you really don't know anything. Aside Bruh. from, you do remember hearing that you are going to, it was basically, you are going to be a test subject before you are broken up. Oh, that's nice. Um, Gruff, Grod remembers, um, when they were talking about the Red Mist and, and kind of thinks to himself, it seems like they perfected that Red Mist stuff. And as my suspicions were correct, the purple crystals had something to do with it. Oh wait, Grod gave those purple crystals a name, never mind. Uh, what did you call them again? I forgot uh, what delirium. Delirium, thanks. Because delirious. Yeah, I, I like them. Ethan, is there anything else you are going to ask the store clerk? Well, um... <clears throat> is there anything else <coughs> Avernal wants to know? Maybe, um, troop number or size. Like, would you be worried about that? Um... Other any how or you know how big the, is the giant creature that you saw in your dream? Yeah, how big is the security? Well, it's shrat it's shrat and run, so pretty large size. That's big. So when they you usually say, the, um when you say Go ahead. There is a When you say there was that purple tree, was there also a creature with the tree? Um, well, we did have an incident. We had, okay, the Shratton had given us these powder. It was bizarre. It had weird effects. It caused rabies-like symptoms, except without the the without the. At later stages, that's symptoms. what they were gonna do to Ethan. Yay! It caused violence. People eating and ripping each other limb from limb. It had a viral tendency. I think and your then lucky they stars broad showed up. And then they brought in these bizarre blue crystals that had been, how did he describe it? Forged from the blood of a dragon. And now then I'm wondering what the, kind of dragon causes this madness. And then the general was screaming, mix the two, create my perfect kin. So, we did it. One of my colleagues mixed the two together, and they reacted violently. It, 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 it exploded. And they began to grow on his body. And he became feral, I guess you would say. Animalistic. 
we've been monitoring him for the past two days, and he's become like a monster. This was how many days ago? Go ahead. Well, it the incident happened two days ago, and he is still locked up down there. I was actually supposed to head in today to monitor him. It was my shift. Huh. Well, you were right on that being a bad idea for him to go into work. You still don't trust me? Well, I would... You clearly know more about the future than I do, so... <laughs> I if only you know have a plan, I'd like to hear it. I only know what I'm told. Or shown. I'm just gonna make it Gr painfully clear. Grod kind of gr grumbles from behind wherever he's hiding. Avernal 100% told is a load of bull. Avernal 100% thinks it's a higher power showing him these things, not just his ability. He entirely thinks that it's a higher power. Yes. Like he's not like a worshiper. Or something he just thinks he can't possibly be told the future. He just thinks, you know, whatever gave him his something else sorcery. Oh, yeah, like whatever in his background gave him his sorcery probably gave him this ability as well, or showing him this. That's what he thinks. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Uh. And Grodd just doesn't believe any of it. <laughs> Where is this, uh, lab from here? East. Uh, not far. Wouldn't even be an hour. And the second he says that, Grodd bolts straight east, or northeast. Alright. Okay, thank you. And he immediately, Avernal immediately runs after Grodd. And the lab workers left confused and very frightened. So, you travel for a few minutes before you see a dome, you would call it. It seemed to have been man-made. It's a large white dome, and you see two Shratton soldiers standing in front of the two doors. So, do we sneak in, or do we do what I usually do? Ethan? No. Where, where did Ethan go? I have no clue. This is interesting. Yes. 
Um, but I'm gonna Ooh. guess you know what oh. Rod meant okay. by the way I usually do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I, I I have a few imaginations. So, so apparently, my microphone two, is also connected two ideas to my the way he would do uh, it. Webcam. Either break through the dome or go in or run in guns blazing. Hello. Metaphorical. He doesn't use guns. He uses nope. teeth. He uses teeth. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Can I not call during this? Like the phone. <coughs> this is being kind of annoying. So, Avernal is going to, Avernal's going to walk up to the two Stratton um, guards and say, uh, requested, requested, uh, medication from someone down at the general store. She requested, uh, medication for this feral man. Yeah, the white coats oh, they have have chained up down there. Uh, okay. Yes, Roll deception, one. really quick. Very good. Uh, that is a. Is Rod gonna just play the bodyguard act again? Twenty-one. Da, the white coat. Da, the white coat they have have chained up down there. You're free to enter. He opens the door. He opens the small doors, which. They are about <coughs> six feet tall. About six feet tall. Yeah. Well, for one, Grod's definitely going to be playing the bodyguard act. And for two, yep, he's going to have to duck through a door again. Why do they not make eight-foot-tall doors? Come on. Uh, she says Because to, you're weirdly tall. <coughs> uh, Avernal says to the guard, This is my apprentice. He's studied me. Tailing me for the day. <laughs> he won't be a problem, will he? No, he will not. Just don't cause trouble. Um, have you seen... Um, you guys know the animated shows where sometimes, like, that weird, like, vein will show up when someone's frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. The second he says this, that happens to Grodd. Literally a vein shows up right on his forehead. Alright. You step into the, the... You're a dead man. I'm 
gotten that before. You He's still alive. In... <laughs> you step into the facility, and really quick, and to your uh, right, there are what seems to be a staircase leading deeper into the facility, and in front of you, inside of a smaller, clear dome, is a purple is a tree that all of its leaves were currently missing and it was growing crystals instead and it was massive way bigger than what three times maybe four almost reaching the top of the large dome so is that so, man so. in there <clears throat> yes yeah, you would assume that he is deeper. No, he is not in that dome. He is, from what you'd assume, deeper in the facility. So, I'm gonna deal with the feral one. You just deal with the tree. Note taken. And is there any well, guards around? Un unless you would like to deal with the giant monster guy. <coughs> That's not ideal. Sorry, what was that? Uh, is there any guards around? Or, you know, people around. Um, yes. There are a few guards. I want to ask <clears throat> Ethan, uh, yeah. what race is your character? Asmar. He looks like a human. Alright. So he has, he looks just like a normal human? Yeah, visually. He, look, he looks like uh, a normal human. A slightly growing, glowing oh. tint of skin, though. Sorry, uh, my skin looks like fool's gold. Yeah. You could say there's a radiance about him. Shut up. There are a couple of guards who keep giving Grodd very annoyed glances, and clearly he is being glared at every few seconds. There are two by the uh, stairs, and the rest are just meandering about, usually around a couple of people in white lab coats um, who are currently looking and studying the tree. Before Grodd walks walks off, he says, um, I'll take the suppl supplies to the feral beast. Master... <laughs> you don't need to call me that, just call me doctor. <clears throat> yeah, the master is... Well, he did call him an apprentice, so... Yeah, um, Yeah, doctors have a... Senses. Yeah, and that's the same do. time... And at the same time, that's how he knows all of his... What he calls all of his teachers, since, well... Monk teachers are known as masters. Yeah, okay. Um, so they probably got a kind of a habit. look from everyone in earshot before they went back to their jobs. Uh, Avernal looks so over Ethan, to, like, the nearest uh, nearest guard, and he says, <clears throat> you mind if I examine the source? Or what I'm assuming is the source? Uh, I don't care. Just, you know. Do what you do best. He looks very annoyed at your mere presence. Okay. They're very um, angry people. Yeah, apparently. So, 
I'm They're going Grodd's to... people. Uh, I will go into the cell. I'm assuming there's like a cell with a tree in it. <coughs> well, it's not exactly a cell. It's like a clear dome around right. it. Made out of glass, but there is like a door mechanism. Alright, I will go into the uh, dome where the tree is. Um, By the way, before you before you went in, there were like a couple of bio suits hang up beside it. You're wearing that. Okay. Um, okay. So I go in. Is there like a glove I'm wearing? Yes, you are wearing a full bio suit. Okay. I'm just going to go up to the tree and I'm just going to touch its trunk. The trunk of the tree. I'm Hopefully Grodd doesn't have to wear anything like that. Because <clears throat> none of uh, them no. will fit him. No, you have to stay outside. You 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 can't come in. No, um, Grod's going to the um creature. Oh, area. All right. So Ethan, you touch the trunk, and almost immediately you see small purple crystals moving out of like the inner workings of the trunk, and clinging to your glove. Huh. At first the tips, but they slowly began to grow more and more up your glove. It's time for the first spell of the day. Let me just find what it says first. Let me find it. I didn't put down what page That's it was a weird on. Tree. Yes, it is. How <clears throat> close I can feel it. You think they make those trees in smaller sizes for you to put in, like, a flower pot? A bonsai tree? Yes, a, just a little bonsai. Okay. Delirium uh, tree. Okay. Um, can I exit the dome really quick? Uh, yes. Uh, once they get out, uh, I would like to go over to my little bag that I have. Uh, I reach in, I grab, yep. about, I grab about a hundred pieces of gold pieces, and I would like to grab uh, my quill. That is an owl feather, an owl feather. Yep. And I will take those, and I will <clears throat> take those. I'll put the hazmat suit back on. I will grab the hundred gold pieces in the uh, owl feather quill go into the room and I will cast I will, I will touch the trunk again and I will cast identify and what does it still do? you choose what object that you must touch throughout some throughout the casting of the spell if it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object you learn its properties and how to use them whether it requires atone atonement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, uh, are currently affecting it. 
he essentially gets so, a description of any magical properties or things on it. Roll anything for that. It doesn't. It doesn't say I have to roll anything, so I would assume I wouldn't. If you want me to, I will, but I don't think I should. No, it's fine. As you touch the tree, you, you obviously know that it's a tree, yeah. but it's okay. clearly under the effect of two different magical items. The delirium, as it's been called. The what? On the outside, the delirium, as it's been called. Purple crystals that affect people's minds, slowly changing them more feral, more animalistic. Basically, basically turning them into beasts. But there was also another one. That caused an extreme increase in growth, strength, and in growth, strength, and just, and also caused it to basically have regenerative property. So that could not be killed. Break off a chunk for testing. I probably will, Gavin. Um. Okay, uh, I would like to grab my scythe. No. Grab my scythe. Uh, I would like to exit, grab my scythe, walk back in, take a trunk, and I would like to just cut it off. Or try to cut it off. Or try to. It's, it's not a big chunk, it's just, you know, a chunk. He says ch chunk, not trunk. Yeah, chunk. Okay, chunk. chunk. You, you uh, pull your scythe back and you bring it hard into the, a stump, barely chipping off a tiny piece, which almost immediately grew back within seconds. Okay, then. Um, where, where can Grodd get these abilities? <clears throat> Interesting you say that. So... Uh, you, uh, chunk of it pull, pulls off. And your scythe is now covered in, uh, the purple crystals. Probably use that for some cool magic upgrades. Yeah, probably. Um, the scythe. I'm gonna Well, exit, right now it's I'm gonna exit the room. And then I will, once, uh, out of the room, I'm gonna cut off, like, the hand portion of the hazmat suit, right? And wrap it around, turn it inside out, and then put the um, put the little chunk of the tree in it. Um, does the little They're chunk of the like... tree affect anything? Like, does it also create shards of what on whatever it touches? Uh, the chunk, yes. Okay. The, there's a plastic bag. They're like plastic CBR and bats. So you can I swear, if that little thing in. regrows into an entire tree, I'm going to be very angry. Yeah, me too. Okay then, uh, I'll go to the... I'm going to follow... Follow Grodd. Right. And I'm going to go to the prisoner, or the white coat. Alright, you catch up to Grodd, and 
Yes, found a small room which has the um, glass painter. You enter the room and there are a few other er, um, lab workers inside, all wearing the same white coat. That's why One it's called the white coat, because it used to be a scientist. One of them wearing one of them wearing the white coat and a bizarre and a black hat with a shrine logo on the front looks at you. Are you are you Dr. Rachel's old replacement? Uh that I am. Yes. I was just assigned to be a god. Makes sense. You, Shratton, aren't exactly known for their... You know what I mean. Yes. Uh, if you don't We've mind... Been... If you don't mind, I will need the space. Private. I'm just gonna wait out there. Cole, need anything. Lieutenant Duck. He suddenly stopped looking back at the glass pane. You saw a figure. They were crouched down, almost like an animal. Walk creeping out from um underneath what looked like an artif what looked like an artificial tree. And it was looking at me. Do intrigued. I need to make a uh, animal handling check? Um, what are you attempting to do? Literally on the other side of the nothing. Not at the moment. Oh, we're on the other side of the glass. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the other side of the glass. Oh, that's nice. Um, no, so... just gonna be peeking in this entire time. So nobody's in there with it, right? No one's in there with it. No. Okay. Uh, I will leave the area for testing. Grod, get in there. What are you going to do? Test. Little, you're going to enter the chamber. I'm sorry. Are you the doctor with the methods? Sorry, what? I seem to have you better have methods it. than you do. If you haven't entered the chamber to try and help it yet. Well, it seems like a bad idea. I mean, it's clearly not human. Leave me be. He kind of throws up a hand. Alright. Good luck. Rod kind right. of walk, walks in. Don't worry, I'll make sure he doesn't get himself killed. Anyway, I'm gonna use the next two spells of my four or of my three remaining spell slots today. <clears throat> I can only imagine what. Uh, how would you make a guess with the two R? I have no idea. Just oh, I'm talking to Gavin. Sleep. And... 
and... I'm gonna get the spell of sleep. Yeah, and... Minor foresight? Wow, you're really good at this today. So I'm gonna cast the spell sleep. Um, particularly on the um, creature in front of me. Yeah, please don't cast it on Broad. Yeah, I'm not. Just uh, cast okay. it on everything. If it's it... a seeping Broad. <laughs> If it has less than 30 hit points, it goes to sleep. It does not go to sleep. And mm. it almost... So, did you enter the chamber, or are you no, still on the I'm other, side, on of the the other side of the glass? That's right. fine. I don't and think that's... And as soon as you cast sleep, it immediately it makes... creates this weird sound. It's like a hiss mixed with a scream. A human scream as it suddenly lurches back underneath the into the small cubby, basically. Not to mess with your weird magic stuff, but I'm pretty sure you just tried to use a mental based spell on a creature that at this point is half crystals that affect the mind. For once, you made a slight bit of sense. So, does it appear to be talking in another language, or communicating in another language? You believe so, but it's no language you've ever encountered. Gavin, I might actually use all four uh, of my uh, spell slots today. My first little spell slot. languages. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Is there any hazmat suits around? Uh, yes, there is. Okay, I'm gonna put one of those on. Grod can't put on a hazmat suit. I'm not worried about you. You you go in. Yeah, you're... no, Grod, you, you can't. You've got a seven in constitution, dude. Alright, so... Seven in constitution <laughs> saves. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I guess that works. <laughs> well, I mean, would you want to be locked up in there with them? Yes. Uh, Just know that if Grodd goes into a ballistic mo mode like that thing, you're probably not going to make it out of there. Which is why I say you should wait outside. Alright, so I'm going to put the hazmat suit on, and right before I open the door, I'm going to cast Minor Foresight. Make, I'm make a concentration check. Alright. Science pushers. Spell casting. Yep. Oh, go in. Uh, for sorceries, okay. So, first one is an 11. That succeeds. And that's a minute in the future? Yeah. Alright. You see either creature, <coughs> or, or in the, like, cubby area, before it lunges out, out and smashes into the glass. You then hear a, it emit it, a strange human-like voice. It's, it's, as you see, e, the guard, or the lab workers inside seem to panic. That's all you get out of the first minute. Okay, second minute. That is a uh, 10. Does it 
16? Yeah, 16. Get close Last, there, Ethan. Uh, the DC is kind of low. DC is six. You then see the. I. You then see the creature or rear back and lunge into the glass, as breaking through it. You see it rip apart the guards or the few lab workers inside. You see the guards kick in the door and begin firing at it. The bullets, though piercing and dealing damage. It wasn't enough as the creature just regenerates over it. You then see it rip through the guards. This thing has regeneration it. abilities. Okay, so, uh, third one. Okay, that is a uh, 13. You then see it, it, it busts through the door. Or, and there's a line of Stratton soldiers. One of them crouches down with a rocket launcher before firing it at the creature. It smashes into it and does nothing as it rips through the remaining guards, guards, guards before, or, or it grabs them by the head, causing the crystals to coat their bodies as they, they stand up and slowly meander following him, following it. Creature then slams through the dome wall. Okay. That's all you get out of the third one. Fourth it minute. just mirrors this thing almost like Grodd. Yeah. Fourth minute Besides the, the crystal weirdness. Fourth minute is in those verses. It succeeds? Yeah. See the small town. The creatures ripping through, it, literally tearing through buildings and people. But as the, the soldiers that had been converted with the crystals um, um, follow it and, and basically leave a trail of destruction, its horde is increasing by the minute. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Last one. Okay, now eight. I don't know if Grodd's fighting style will work against this thing. Probably not. Okay, eight. And this is the fifth bet? Yeah. You see, <coughs> you see a Shratton soldier. You see a Shratton soldier with a flamethrower tank. He, he, he ignites a trail of fire. Or at the a crystal core, or slowly melting them into bits as they collapse into the ground. Eventually, through clearing each room, room by room, boom, they eventually eliminate all the crystal creatures. But as they leave the area, you notice one soldier on the back of one of his legs has a small crystal. Stabbing through his hazmat suit and hitting his his. Okay then. That's nice. Um. <clears throat> so if we open this door, there's a good chance it'll start a world-ending cataclysm. So great. So 
Gavin. I have a few options here. Um, it seems to not like fire Rod runs very in and much. It. it seems to not like fire very much. So, I could use <clears throat> Tree Strike and then Chromatic Orb as fire. Or I could use, True. or I could use my, um, or I could use sleep again, because for my last spell slot. I don't think that'll work again. Well, I, I'd roll 5d8 again for health. Also, uh, did you, did you use that compare language? Uh, not yet. Or, well, the language spell? Not yet. Okay. Um, and then I could use, you know, my <coughs> sorcery points to regain a spell slot and use Comprehend Languages back, or, and use Comprehend Languages to talk to it. Or I could just go in there, or I could just use Sleep again. Use Comprehend uh, Languages abroad. Or I could just use, well, if I know what it's saying, I probably I don't want to kill it. So, or, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to use Sleep. No. I'm gonna use sleep, open the door, use true strike, and then, and then I will <coughs> use sorcery points and use uh, chromatic orb. So I'm gonna cast sleep again as I come out of this uh, foresight state. <coughs> Ethan, I think this has more. This thing has more than forty health. It could. So, DJ, you want me to roll 5d8? Right? Yes. Yes. Or wait, was it 4d8? It's 5. It's 5d8. Alright, roll the 5d8. Okay. If this is, you know, what you're just... The maximum for it to knock a creature out is if the creature has 40 health. So if it has more than 40 health, just don't even make him take the effort. <sighs> Uh, it does have more than 40 health. Great. Right, I'm opening the door. Uh, I'm gonna use True Strike as a cantrip. And what does that do? Uh, gives me a brief insight into the target's target creature's defenses, so immunities, vulnerabilities, uh, uh, armor class. Grodd is going to walk in behind him and close the door. Now let's see what happens to a Grodd without a hazmat suit. I don't have a hazmat suit on either. Alright. <clears throat> you said you put one on. Did I? Yeah, you did pull well, one on. Well, then I got one on. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> let's see All what right. it does to Grodd. Let's go. It seems to be invulnerable to all types of damage, except it is vulnerable to fire. It's good. It's good. It's good. Great. Uh, what's Grod AC? will do nothing. What's its AC? I did not mean... It has an AC of... Let me make sure I get this right. 17. Holy crap! This thing could beat every type of dragon except for a fire dragon. You know, I was really hoping um, Seer or Sorcerer had Guidance, but if they don't, 
check <clears throat> at the beginning, but you know. Anyway, right now it's Anyway, it. I'm gonna work. throw a. I'm gonna use a both my sorcery points to use to regain a personal spell slot back, and I'm going to use chromatic orb. And what is that, that was so lucky. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. So I'm assuming that hit. What it was does the, hit. What was the AC again? I forgot. Was it like 17? 17. Alright, good. Yeah, okay, 17. so it's easier to hit. My bad, it's fine too. But it's way it's harder to deal damage to. Alright, so, uh, chromatic orb. Let me make sure I know what it does before I tell you, because I don't want to be wrong. I believe it, it takes 3d8 of whatever type of magic damage I want it to. I have the sneaking suspicion Grodd's not going to do any damage in this situation. So he's probably just going to be a distraction while right, yeah. Ethan throws fire at it. Yeah, except I can't do that anymore. Except for Firebolt. Um, okay, so I'm going to... If I can stall it for long enough, will Firebolt eventually kill it? Yes. Since it's vulnerable. So it takes 38 of fire damage times 2. Because I hit it. Do it, Holy crap, that was good. Okay, so... It is... 36 points of fire damage it takes. Takes 36? 36 points of fire damage. It's a lot of damage. It is a lot of damage. I mean, I rolled pretty high. I rolled an 8, an 8, and a 2. So that's, I believe, 18 times 2, which is... 36. Hmm. Yeah, it's like couple. So, Rod's probably not going to do any da and damage, so definitely distraction. I'm and assuming we're okay. rolling initiative now. Yep, I believe so. Come on, Rod. Use your normal initiative rolls. Uh, uh 14. Thank goodness, Grodd. 19? 14. Uh, Grodd got a... 23. Alright, give me a second. Alright. Grodd, what is your action? Grodd is going to kind of run up like right in between the creature and Ethan. Or Avernal. Yeah, between the creature and Ethan. And Avernal, yeah. And he's going to prepare a bite attack just in case the creature gets within range. The creature currently is within range. It's small self. Okay. Well, maybe. How big is how big is the range of a bite? Uh, five feet. He's about halfway. Yes, in he is in range. He's about halfway. He is in range. Ethan, in. okay. So that thing's very close to Ethan. Got it. Yeah, the cage is incredibly tiny. Okay. Grod, it's time to bite. 
I have little hope for this bite attack. Okay, not terrible. Um, 20 does hit, right? Unnatural? Uh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It hits. Okay. Uh, do I roll for damage, or does it even matter? Well, I mean, if it's not, if it's, the damage, it's not, if it's immune to the damage type, it wouldn't matter, correct? Essentially. So, yeah, Wait. no, it doesn't matter. Is it immune to, po to being poisoned? Yes. Yeah. It's immune to being poisoned, the status effect poison? Well... Yeah. Actually, yes. If it's uh, immune to poison damage, it's probably immune to being poisoned. Oh yeah, it's immune to being poisoned. But, but I, but can it be grappled at least? That, on the other hand, it can be. Oh, thank Kevin. Kevin, good, thank God. Pin it down. <laughs> All Grodd can do, but he can do it well. So, it's time for the strength saving throw. What does this thing look like again? Is it humanoid in a way, or like what it's resemble? Okay, it's basically humanoid in, with the white lab coat, except its face is completely covered in the crystal, and it has basically. They're humanoid arms. He has four arms, but they're the bottom two are crystallized. They're kind of like a mix between. So there are bones underneath them, but instead of having like skin and muscle, it's crystal. His whole body is covered in a thin layer of in a thick layer of crystal. So what happens when Grodd bites this thing? His mouth would probably be filled with the crystals. And then he is going to have to do a constitution and, um... Wisdom. Which one was it? Constitution and wisdom saving throw. Well, first, that thing is going to have to make a save on its, um, grapple... On a grapple check. What's the uh, thing for grapple? 18? It's a 12, is the save for grappling. Yeah, that thing makes it. And now I have to make two saves to make sure Grodd doesn't pass out or lose his memory. That's nice. Okay, alright. Uh, we'll do uh, Constitution first. Okay. That's not bad. Um... Well, granted, with my modifier, that's an unnatural 20. Yeah, no, you succeed the Constitution. What about Wisdom? Let's uh, check. What's your role for Wisdom? Uh, Wisdom. 16? So if it's the same number, does he succeed? Yeah, he does. Uh, yes. Just barely, though. Yes, you do succeed. You succeed both. Also, your so mouth is full of crystals, but that's... They don't affect you, so... Wait, so, um, quick thing. Um, yes. Grodd's ability to bite and then swallow the item that he bites... Yes. ...gives him health. Would that still work? 
I don't see why not. I mean, he's just eating crystals. Like, if he bit into a tree, would he, you know, gain health? Yeah, because he'd be using a bite attack to hit the tree. So, yes, he technically would gain health from that. Grodd has temporary hit points. Let's go. Oh, God. I guess it did do some good. So, Grodd's how much health... So, also, Ethan... Yeah. Rod is gonna go into rage, so he has at least some resistances to these attacks. Yeah. So, Ethan, Callum, how much health do you both have? Uh, Naturally, 14. no buffs or anything? 14. Um, without his temporary hit points, or with the temporary hit points? Without, without temporary him. hit points. Without him, 27. Good lord. And what about with him? Just, just because I'm curious... And with them, uh, that's yeah. a 32. I was just curious, that's the only reason why. That's a lot okay, of um, I'm gonna guess this thing has no more than clawing attacks. So, since, since he's in rage, he has resistance to slashing. So he should be able to, to kite this guy around for a little while. Alright, and uh, is that the end of your turn? Or do you have any other tricks up your sleeve? Um, well, I guess let's go in for a punch. It's not going to do anything, but maybe if it'll take it off enough so it keeps following me. Roll the hit. Um, unnatural 20. Or, unnatural 21, sorry. It hits. Okay. Gonna guess I still shouldn't be rolling for damage since it's futile. Don't bother. Yep. All I'm doing here is just hoping to take it off while Ethan keeps firing fire at it. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> the power of God compels you. Hey, Keep fighting Grodd. Don't hit the tiny wizardy person. Gav. Yes? Do spells, like... <sighs> I know Hellish Rebuke said it was reaction, but uh, where did you see that? Did you see that under uh, casting time? Um... Let me check. Uh... Or I'm assuming it would tell you. So. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. Um. Yeah. It is. It does. It is under casting time. Right. Um. For hellish rebuke, it's reaction. Alright. Also, Ethan, please tell me you have hellish rebuke because something tells me you're gonna get hit a couple times. Probably. But you know that's what uh. That is what strength of the grave is, grave is for. Anyway. Burns through your entire health and does way more than you can take with strength of the grave. Alright, yeah. so Gavin, you deliver a good old punch to its stomach and it immediately snaps its gaze to you before muttering something in a bizarre language. You can't really understand it. It mutters something before or it um, before you. it charges, can Grodd just say something real quick? Yeah, of course. Also, your hand is now covered in crystal. Is it too late to say I'm sorry? 
<laughs> hey, uh, DJ. The first time Grodd has ever felt useless. DJ. It mutters something else. In... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, does, did it, does it happen to speak, uh, uh, celestial, abyssal, or infernal? Um... Uh, we'll say Celestial, actually. That would, yeah, Celestial. Okay, then I'd be, be able to speak to it. Um, yes. Do you speak Celestial? Yeah, yeah I that's why I was asking. Question. I was asking if it spoke Celestial, Abyssal, or Infernal. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it would probably be more Infernal. Infernal, not Celestial. Infernal. So, um... You Talk hear it to the say, dang thing. Talk to the dang thing. Before it bites my head off. It mutters to the, uh, Grog. Grog? I would say it is... is powerless. Before it begins to... Before it holds up its... its hand and a purple bolt and a purple ray of lightning shoots out towards... Grodd, and you. One bolt each. Oh, nice. Dang it, I thought this thing... Dang it, I thought this thing would only, like, beat us around like cat toys. It rolls a 16 for Grodd. Does it hit? Nope. Why couldn't it have rolled a 16 for Ethan? And it uh, rolls a 20 for Ethan. No. Yeah, yeah, it hits. <laughs> and it gets an 11 damage. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I am pretty uh, shook up now. Ethan, Hellish Rebuke, Hellish Rebuke. I don't have Hellish Rebuke, dude. Dang it, you said you had it. I thought you said you had it. I didn't. I don't. I didn't say that. Ah, dang it. Ethan, just so you know, if you go down, Rod is essentially fighting a battle he can't win. Do sorcerers even have Hellish Rebuke, dude? Yes, they get Hellish Rebuke. I don't think so. Yeah, they can get Hellish Rebuke. Okay. I've never heard of what warlock sorcerers keep... and wizards get it since they're such like weak creatures. Keep playing, though. Ethan, it's your turn. Your turn. What level do they get it? Firebolt. Uh, first, I believe. Let me check. It might not even be in the player's handbook. It might be in Vanifar's guide. Yeah, you you check for me. Okay, I'm gonna cast the firebolt at it. Well, you know what? At first, <clears throat> nah, no, I'm just gonna cast firebolt. That is a. All right, roll that. Okay, that it's a uh, 17 to hit. Sorcerers don't get hell attribute. So it, if it's the same as the armor class, it yeah. gets right. Yes. Yeah, that's how that works. It does. Yep, it does it. It does 10 points of fire damage. Or the AC, it hits. 
Yeah. The bolt shoots at. Or wait, is it? Wait. It's a bolt, right? Let me make sure he doesn't have to make a save. Now. I'm pretty sure. No firebolts just hit. I don't he think doesn't. So either. I've seen firebolts a thousand times. Yeah, I, it's I'm just an sure attack not, roll. But I'm get, trying to get it mixed up with uh, burning hands and fireball. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Alright, it takes 10 points of fire damage. Alright, you hit him square in the shoulder, igniting the crystals, burning it away before it... After maybe, like, 10 seconds, it grows back. It does, but you do see that the skin under is burnt and smoldering. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> hey, is... Blade Ward, something I can use as bonus action, Gavin? Uh, yes. Um, but I don't think it'll help here since it's using lightning for some reason. Hey, whatever. It scratched you. I'm gonna use Blade Ward. Alright. Uh, roll the hit. Blade Ward oh, on Grodd! He's taking most... Actually, no, on you. On you, definitely. On you. Oh, wait, what, what does it do? Uh, Sorry, I'm getting him with something else. It gives him resistance to piercing, slashing, and bludgeoning. Yeah, it does. It essentially a lot of does stuff. what rage does for me, but better. Nah, rage is way better. It gives uh, me you create a vertical. Wait, that's right. Bonuses. Uh, you <clears throat> you extend your hand and trace its sigil of warding in the air until the end of your turn. You have resistance against bludgeoning. Piercing and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. Yeah. Alright. Grodd, it is now your turn. Grodd. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna start yelling as he's he's definitely done fighting this thing. But he's gonna start yelling, Hey, forearm! Over here! And just starts punching it. Do you want to, like... Well, actually, it wouldn't matter. The creature er, looks at Ethan angrily before looking at you, and it grabs you by the throat, throws you up so that you, you know, hit the roof, and then slam back down before it raises it and charges up the same attack and hits you each with one bolt. Or, yeah, each with one bolt. Do I take any damage no, he hits... from getting thrown around like a rag doll? Uh... 1d4, we'll say. Or wait, no. First, I'm gonna roll the hit. So I don't just... Cause, yeah, true. Because he might just be able to jump over the... Him trying to grab me. Which would be really sneaking. 19. Does a 19 hit? That's my AC, so yes. He grabs you by the neck as you pathetically try to scratch and claw at him. He wait, 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 wait. Yes. Um, ah, never mind, I didn't do it. Dang it. I should have taken a do the dodge action. Before lifting you up, slamming you onto the roof, and slamming you to the ground, dealing one damage. With my slamming resistance, it's zero. Take that. What? Um, Grodd, while enraged, has resistance to bludgeoning, bludgeoning attacks. Yeah. 
slam you to the roof and the floor before charging a bolt and shooting it, owning one each at both of you. Good lord. And he gets a 19 for Grodd. Dang it. 16 for Ethan. Oh, thank the lord. Oh, yeah, barely oh, missing. I'm glad it didn't hit Ethan. <laughs> barely. Someone barely. likes you. Clearly. It's just, just barely. I I'm like glad it hit Grodd and not Ethan. <laughs> I like seeing myself doing like the Matrix dodge yes. as it misses me. Yes. And it like scorches like your nose hairs. Like it was yeah. that close. Yeah. Feel a little tinge of electricity through my body. Grod's gonna, <laughs> Grod's gonna get thrown around. And, and you... You just took 12 damage. Sadly, he's not resistant to lightning damage yet. Yet. Uh, I would have to, I would yeah, remember, like to say, um, thank God it only hit you. Totem gives him resistance. <laughs> or the bear totem gives him resistance. I'd like to say, thank God it only did 12 damage to you. Because anymore, that's like a lot of damage. In general, 12 is a lot of damage to you. But, you know. And I had that temp. I did have that temporary hit point, so it does shave off five from the actual yeah. damage I took. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So is it the So a lot turn? of good circumstance behind this. So I'm assuming it's my turn, right? Uh, yep. Right. And you just fire bolts once again. That's a unnatural 20 to hit. It does hit. Uh, and it takes exactly three point four points of fire damage, and as a bonus action, I'll cast Blade Ward, which is the same one that you just cast, yeah. correct? Yeah, basically. Uh, um, Blade Ward lasts for a minute, Ethan. Does it? No, it takes a minute. Yeah, Wait. you don't need to cast it again for a while. All right, Ethan. Okay. So I'm going to guess this, when he hit me, it kind of like hit me back a little bit. Uh, you're still like at his feet. You're like at his feet. I'm okay. checking Blade Ward. Is that all you got, you bedazzled nerd? As Grod, <laughs> Grod's gonna take the dodge action, but then he's gonna throw a punch as a bonus action. What does the taunt action do? Um, the dodge action gives the guy, um, essentially Perfect. any attacks he tries to make, uh, okay. has disadvantage on me. Uh, I would like to say, um, <laughs> it is only one round. Uh, it's only one round that Blade Ward is, so I did cast Blade Ward oh. again at the end of my uh, turn. Okay. I thought it lasted for a minute. Must have uh, been another spell that I was talking about. Yeah, it's a different spell. Thanks for proving me an idiot, Ethan. No, I was just checking because I didn't want to die. Again. 
again. Oh, his last character, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness Ethan's a shadow sorcerer. That's good, yeah. So he can take a couple more hits than usual people. Alright. Yeah, otherwise I'm pretty sure he'd be dead. Probably. So, okay, so it's Grodd's turn, I believe. Uh, no, it's... Or I just took the dodge action and tried to throw another punch. Oh, or, okay, so I guess it's... in this case, case, it would be a kick. So it's the beast's beast turn? Mm -hmm. Yep. After I just called it a bedazzled nerd. Fun times. Using yeah. its forearms, it throws itself at you, basically grabbing you and lifting you off the ground before slamming you headfirst into the ground. Please tell me and... that's an action. Yeah, oh, wait, no. it is attacking me. Okay, so I take that back. That wouldn't be a bonus action. And... My internet just failed. Give me a second. Yeah? Uh... Alright, how much longer do we have? End of this fight. And then, yeah. This fight could take a while. It could, yes. But, yeah, end of the fight, I'd say. Yeah. So now Grodd's fist and one of his feet are coated in crystal. The creature rears back and screeches before shooting two of the bolts directly at at Grodd. And since it has dis uh, nat 20, but since I has disadvantage, 19. Does that hit? Yep, that still hits. Alright, and the second one, 19 and 18. So is an 18 hit? Nope. Two d6s. Eleven damage. Yeah, that damage reduction would have come in handy about now. Imagine you're <laughs> unconscious now. What? I swear, if you're unconscious now. Nope. Oh my god. He's <coughs> still standing. Yeah, I assume. Don't you know, Grod still standing after all this time. <laughs> So he did just getting murdered. So he didn't attack me this one round. Yep. No. He ignored you completely. He is more annoyed at the thing that is currently taunting him. Thank, thank God. Oh, if all I all I have to say, if only my character was a bard and could use vicious mockery, that would have been beautiful. <laughs> just been funny. just Continuously, continuously mock the creature. As it's just screaming in frustration, trying to kill you. <laughs> Alright, so is it my turn? Grod stands. Yep, it's your yep. turn. Okay, well, can anybody guess what spell uh, we're using today? Firebolt! Firebolt. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
just killed this thing already. Fourteen. Damage? Or to hit? No. Nineteen. Fourteen was the base roll. My bad. I didn't add my spell. Nineteen. To hit. It does hit. Yeah. It does. It does hit. Uh, that is, uh, ten points of fire damage. Wait, only ten? Yeah, ten points of fire damage. The creature rears back almost like a deer as it is hit square in the face by the fireball. It is flung backwards onto its back before it screeches slamming its fist into the wall, cracking it. Not the glass. The wall cracking it. Before he sends two bolts of lightning, one at Ethan, one at, or wait, no, two at Grog. Ethan, I can't help but feel like my I'm, turn. I it's my turn. I can't help but feel like I made this a little bit worse. DJ, wait, it's my turn. Yeah, you're right. You go. Sorry. Yeah. Dodge action. I wish I could take another dodge action, but I can't. Oops, so, can't. just one dodge action. Run up to it and kick with the other foot. Now all fists you... and feet are coated. What was your plan there? So, uh... Grod has dodge no... Action. Grod has no... Dodge theory. action, what does it do? Um, disadvantage on attack rolls. Oh. Alright, I just wanted to make sure. Alright. As I said, the creature is hit struck... Well, actually, is kicked directly in the side, right where its lungs are, and it basically wheezes for a second before it tries to punch you and, you know, misses it because you kind of, like, kicked off of it. And you are, you're now, your leg is now coated in crystal, and the creature slams its two fists on the ground before or jolting both of its electricity basically it's like uh extremely close to you so it basically grabs you by the sides and ignites the two lightning bolts getting a 19 to hit does that hit with the disadvantage uh yes with disadvantage that say that does hit. hit oh no and the second bolt a nat one. Thank God. For a nat, I'm like, oh, he's that dead. was pathetic. A nat one. That one bolt might might kill him, or at least might drop him to zero. But remember, he has that once a day ability. That's How much health do you have? Here. How much health do you have? I have nine. <coughs> I have three. <laughs> I have three. Hit him once, I have three points. Three. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Hit him once, he's dead. But Grod, thank goodness, is kicking this thing off. It does put it nine damage. Exactly nine damage. Exactly nine damage. Do you want me to send you a picture? Thank goodness. Ethan, you remember that ability? Don't waste it now. 
either that or I go unconscious. Okay, that's a good point, too. Yep. So, essentially, the ability is, um, he can make a constitution saving throw if he gets dropped to zero hit points. And the damage left over from what took him down, if he rolls higher than that on a constitution saving throw, he stays back up with one hit point, but it's only a once a day thing. See, you have to roll. I mean, it was exactly his hit point, so. It was exactly my hit point, so I don't even have to roll, since, for plus one, two. I already have a plus seven to the roll. Uh, I have just a straight uh, character building question. Is that a homebrew thing? Yeah, it's a homebrew thing. Right, okay. Great. Good to know. Okay, then. Alright. So Grodd stands with one health oh, against okay. this thing. Alright, so I use Firebolt. Roll the hit. Uh, so 17 exactly. It does hit. Kill this thing, please! That's 20 points of fire damage. Thank God. Kill it. You hit it direct dead center of the chest. And it... It screeches, clawing into the the uh, metal on the floor, <laughs> ripping it up, up as it burns from the inside out. It lunges on top of Grodd, pinning him down before it dies, leaving just uh, the husk of the crystal, inches from basically pulverizing Grodd. The second this thing dies right on top of Grodd, he goes from a face of, well, something you never see on Grodd, a face of terror, to just a face of laughing slash tears. (laughs) The eight-foot lizard was about to get torn to shreds. By the crystal monster. DJ, I better get something good from this. Well, I mean, judging by the fact that you're coded head to toe in the crystals, Wait, you definitely got contained. Like damage boosters, if I throw a punch. I mean, would it increase or reduce damage? You know what? Okay, as long we'll say that the crystals stay for a day, and you need to roll a strength save. If you fail it, it's just normal punch. If you succeed it, you add one d six of um. Bludgeoning. What? Would it be <coughs> bludgeoning? Yeah, yeah bludgeoning. For, or, no, say psychic damage for these things. For these yeah, pistols. it would be psychic damage. So one d you add one d six of psychic damage. Grod's like, can you make some magic that? I don't know, like, keeps these around. These things seem pretty cool. As he's literally, like, gesturing to the crystals on his body. Yeah. I mean, maybe he could turn it into, like, a glove. Avernal does, like, on the ground vomiting. And he's like, and he wipes his mouth and he's like, 
Not, not to my knowledge, no. And then he vomits again. Like, and he kind of yells into the, um, like, lab area. Hey, scientists, can you make these into, like, gloves and boots, or at least put them on gloves and boots? God, this is gonna be super thrilling. They are just... This guy. They are just staring at you horrified. Before one of them says, Do you think the general will be satisfied? Probably not. I mean, he just <laughs> found someone that took... Or he just found a group of people that took this thing down. So, how... And they think they're <laughs> we're in their ranks. I think he'd be overjoyed. And I think that's a good place to leave the uh, session if you guys want to end it. Right. Yep. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was extremely fun. Grodd almost died. He might have some new gloves and boots for damage increases. I would say so. I mean, I like it, personally. I personally like it, too. <laughs>